Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. They got science to celebrate! Demons blissed out! Come on! There is rebellion in the wind. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur fossils? God put those here to test our faith. That's a damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did it illusions, man! None of it is true! I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniacs! In God's name, you people are the real thing! We are the illusion! Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 136. We are coming at you once again from the Haunted Garage, an undisclosed location known to nobody but myself and Ron, and all the guests are always bagged over the head and striven around in circles relentlessly until they vomit. <laughs> we are coming at you from the vast misty hills, rolling tides, lake streams, forest rivers, plenty of plenty of sunshine where your dreams come fucking true. So listen up, in studio tonight, we have the worst guests on planet Earth you've ever heard of. First, in the right corner, we have the bantering banshee himself, the long-haired man who stands with Palestine. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) The stoned philosopher hailing all the way from the shadows of Mordor. Andy from the Deep Share Podcast. I hope I got that right. What's up, motherfucker? You got that correct. In the left (laughs) corner, the bald-headed wizard occultist himself. He looks like he is a Freemason with all of his gang tattoos (laughs) and knuckle tattoos. (laughs) He also looks like he could be part of some kind of crazy New York, you know, Gang, where they would cut your cheeks open and for any reason they wanted to. Quite essentially, he's kind of scary looking, I'm not going to lie. Some know him as the fallen patriot, others as the fallen angel. Also, in studio tonight, the New York patriot. What's up, you sexy beast? What's going on, man? That was an amazing, amazing intro. Oh, my God. Thank you. That was great. But before we get to all of that, you know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as the Clam Hamburglar. <laughs> Some as Cameltoe Harris's personal vibrator. <laughs> but his friends and family know him best as the gigantic Jewish gay polar bear who stands with Israel. Trade for Palestine. Ron, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Well, that was 
probably the most lengthy introduction you've ever had to do. Did I miss anything? Did I leave anything out? Did I cover all my bases? No, was, no, that was really. Hey, listen, real excited for tonight's show. <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna we got be the, good. We got the New York Patriot. Got in his car, drove all the way to the haunted garage. <laughs> yes. Special makes us really, feel special. Really good to really see does. you, man. And uh, and of course, everybody knows my buddy Andy from hey. the Deep Share Podcast, dude. And we're all in studio. We're not doing Zoom. We're not doing none of that. But we are getting high and getting by. There you go. Drinking Dude, beer. I got to tell you, this studio is superb. Oh, this is... Yeah. You like all the gold plating that we put up? And, I can't uh, believe you built an entire room out of gold. Yeah, I don't I know. understand where you're getting the You should see the toilet. <laughs> I've seen it. I used it. It yeah. was incredible. We had to downgrade and use silver a little bit because, you know, we ran well, out just of funds. Well, just the lid is silver. No, it's just the lid. But still. I think it's actually better looking than Tim Pool's studio. Yeah. Oh, is it? Well, you think so? I mean, absolutely, well, absolutely. We got the silver toilet seat. Well, he, he collects ke- the shit and just keeps it there, which is very weird. Right. I think all the shit's under his beanie. That's why he never takes it off. I mean, that's why he's full of shit. Right. <laughs> if that's what we're getting, yeah. He definitely stands with Israel. He's definitely funded by Israel, I say. All right, I we're know. not even going to get into that <laughs> discussion. Well, no, let's, do it. let's get into it. No, what do you guys think about the whole Gaza-Israel no. thing? Oh, my no. God. Well, from my podium, 30 I seconds. must say. <laughs> I think I'm going to skip that. All right, we'll, we'll cut it out. We'll cut it out. I don't this want... being a ghost hunting show, I think we need to take this issue very seriously. Well, I think we should try to make, you know, ghosts, uh, you know, line up with the the Gaza-Israel conflict in some way. It has to. Because all conspiracy theories connect. Well, it's not even so, just conspiracy well, theories, right? I mean, we have to make the academic and, and mainstream theory of everything kind of line up with that as well exactly I mean, we have to have it there so if everything's yeah. connected ghosts in israel and gaza have to be connected yeah well they're making ghosts over there right now right with all, <laughs> with all the bombs Boy, right? oh yeah, yeah ooh, hey you know ooh, what in all, seri- in all seriousness i i actually thought of that about all the people that were like traumatically killed in gaza what if you got like, energy harvesting? What? Yeah, Ooh. I mean, what? What if? What is going to happen with all the bad juju that's going on there? I don't know. Oh, it's probably going to become the next like Native Just American bump. Skip over the ponds and end up over here. It's, oh, it's going to become like a Native American burial so, ground. It's going to be cursed. That's you know, what it's going to be. These petty elite humans, they're always just trying to outdo nature. And mm. I feel like nature was the original traumatic experience that happened that created all these factions and fear and isolation and and mine versus yours. Like just, just the horrors of a flood or, a, or an impact or something like that. The trauma that passes down through generations man that's what creates elites and and all this crazy generational shit, trauma you sound <laughs> kind of it's kind of new age but not at all because like the new age takes it and fucking obscures you, it you like sound crazy. like uh you sound like that woke girl in that video uh, which one where, <laughs> that, where she was getting arrested was it really a girl it was a chick she identified as non-binary <laughs> oh my god was she on a she, plane talking about reptilians no she was getting arrested for being drunk and driving down the wrong Yo, way no, I don't know. But she like literally was like, she's like, I suffer. She was telling the cop, I suffer from social anxiety and tra- uh, generational trauma as an indig- yeah. indigenous person. And he's just you're like, that's just, he's that just like, bitch, you're I wasted. I definitely don't mean a generational that trauma that way. No, he's no, like, no, bitch, no. you're wasted. You're, just, you're getting arrested. Well, so I, think, I think just like everything else, right? You can take the term generational trauma and you can put it in the hands 
of like idiots Anyone. and it'll be used right yeah i mean i think sense that like things get passed down like if you are in a more survival state than your future generation you're gonna hand that down to them in some way or not right right yeah i mean i don't know do you believe in general racial trauma ron or what do you think i i in all seriousness i think there's something to it and it's just always it's gonna be one person to break that cycle right but yeah in the family too but but i call i was having this discussion with my wife this morning about generational fuck-offs and how and how (laughs) and how families will go and i was kind of describing somebody that i I can't bring up but they start out in families that have sucked off the system they've taught all their kids how to suck off the system then they have little kids and they teach them how to suck off the systems it's like dude why don't you just get a fucking job and break out of that system is that generational trauma or sleaziness because when i think about generational trauma i think of like when they say you know, the whole racist uh, with, like, the black slavery stuff. It's like, oh, that supposedly carries over from the slave days to, you know, uh, newer generations of blacks that are suffering from general trauma. Uh, yeah. Trauma. I don't know about that. I mean, but that's what I think that no, I understand, whole yeah. word means. Yeah. Oh, so, I, I take generational trauma to mean, like, we got hit by a fucking rock at some point in history think, and everyone on the planet suffered. I think it's a slap <laughs> in the face to people that are actually in that situation. Right, like in. Oh, absolutely. Honest with you. Yeah, like, what do you mean? Can you? Well, for someone to be like, I have generational trauma because my great 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 grandfather was a slave. You'll never know what the fuck that's even like. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And never even act like you do because you'll never will. Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Well, that's what gets me when they're all lining up for their reparations, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Who's they? What do you mean by that, Ron? (laughs) That sounds racist. You can't say they anymore. You can't well, say them. Well, Only appara- if you're part of the LGBTQ+. Plus. Apparently, I'm racist anyways, according to some Spotify oh, listeners. Oh, yeah. Oh, you should bring that up. That's funny. Did you get my lighter? What? Right. what happens? What happened, Ron? We Did had an episode. It was our last episode. What did you talk about? We were uh, talking about these in, in jail. You were, you were in jail talking Not, about what? We weren't in jail, but I was watching this show. It's called Jailbirds, and they do this. <laughs> There, it's a men's prison that's uh, underneath a women's prison. So the way that they talk to each other is through the toilets. Uh. <laughs> so it's like they, you know, they they holler down. They're like, "Yo, Jamal, there, I gotta talk. I'm on the, I'm hit him up on the bowl." And then he's like, "Yeah, Laquanda, you Wait, up there? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's Why up, are they baby all girl? Irish? What? That's Irish. <laughs> What's up, baby girl? You got we going out tonight? Yeah, man, we're going out tonight." So anyways, they said it was racist because we were impersonating black people. That didn't sound racist to me. We never said they were black. But because you used the name Jamal, which right. could have been a Muslim. You assumed. And I used the name Laquanda. You assumed. So, somebody just assumed. And, Isn't and, that racist that they were just assuming? And just for a fact, the people that were on the show were all black. So. Right. So the people in the show are all black. And... But we're the racist ones. But we're the racist. But also, too, (laughs) the person who wrote that, who listens to the show, first of all, stop listening to the show immediately because it's just going to get more racist throughout time. (laughs) That's one of our goals. That's one of our marketing uh, points to become more racist. Second of all, they're all black. And you're racist because you are assuming that they were all black. The people that we're talking about just from the dialects and the accents. Oh, they said, well, oh, it couldn't have been uh, Becky or... Or Jim or whatever something. We never like, once. So said what are you? They so what black. are you saying? Yeah. Are you racist against white prisoners? Me? 
No, the lady that, uh, yeah, whoever yeah. recorded. You no, motherfucker. God. <laughs> you, Eddie. No, Ron but, looks right at me. Ron, I know, Ron, but we never said they were black in the episode. No. That listener just assumed. Yeah, that was assumptions. That's where her imagination took it. Assumptions, so assumptions of racism. So the word on the street is that you're pretty racist. Oh, So dude. can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely, I can talk about it. All right, that. let's hear it. Well, I like to discuss ancient history, and I like to follow, like, anthropology and what it says about who came before who and who was where and what languages were they speaking <laughs> and where were they migrating to and from and stuff like that. And yeah. apparently that, talking about that kind of stuff, just lands you in, like, racist territory because, Ooh. you know, it's just, it's just weird wow. stuff going on in ancient history that people don't want you talking about. It's just weird. Mm. Yeah, the whole thing about people not wanting anybody to look at the shit that Graham Hancock's going through. Oh, oh no, yeah. no, I see, yeah. I see. I'm yeah. against most of what Graham Hancock. No, 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 no. Hold on, no. <laughs> Are you but, really? What yeah, I mean, some he, he does a couple good things. I mean, whether he's in the darker, uh, fucking controlled person, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Besides the fact, either he's wrong or he's right or he's close. Mm. Point is, he's getting attacked by a lot of people. Absolutely. For putting out. Any type of information that goes against the mainstream collegiate narrative sure. on ancient archaeology he's or being, ancient anthropology He's or being labeled anti-Semitic, too. What, oh, really? Is which, that happening? Because yeah. if that's the case, I might wonder what he's saying now. Which does it, but that's like the old fu- the, fu- the thing that categorize people that come out with like certain types of material, you mm. know? They get labeled as anti-Semitics, whether well, sure, they write sure. books or like whatever it is. But that's like... Uh, and you have to wonder why. Why well, is that? Well, for me, it's like if you have a special on Netflix or a series, for Christ's sakes, on Netflix of all places, like Brandeis, like... Jewflix you know, is what I call it. Oh, jeez, that's pretty intense. But, I mean, when, it, when you trace the, the fundamentals of where it comes from and the family it's connected to, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, why is he allowed to have this... Ooh, revealing the truth series on Netflix. Why is it on the biggest, most corporate whatever there is? You know, and I I pointed out a long time ago that it's interesting that none of the places he goes, none of the excavation sites he goes to have anything to do with ancient European or Scandinavian or anything in the Northern Hemisphere for the most part. It's all, you know. Yeah, see, to me, Andy, that's, that's the most important uh, thing, you know. Uh, uh, now I sound like a Nazi. No. Lahayim. No. <laughs> and let me just say, I only accidentally have done that or have wandered into that territory because I was trying to disprove ancient aliens. I found humans, but I found it in weird places. Uh, you know? Andy, you can't accidentally be a Nazi. I'm not Come trying on. to accidentally. I'm just saying. I, You're I, doing it with intent. <laughs> and it's disgusting. My intent. You disgust me. Buckley, I'm trying to live up to your expectations. I'm sick. Here, we should just end the episode right now. But the point is, it's like, it's like uh, Andy, when you're doing uh, like your box saga stuff and this other stuff that you're getting into, that, like that to me is, is really way more interesting because of our family's Norman slash Viking ancestry or whatever. Yes, we're brothers. It, that's right. And, and, and all this, and, and all the old stories that we used to uh, read about old Norse myths and and how we celebrate Norse celebrations uh, right towards the end of December. You know what I mean? So, to me, that's way more interesting. But what we came here to talk about tonight is ghost. And we are going to be doing a ghost investigation led by Mr. New York Patriot. 
Oh. Hell yeah! So so we did so we did a walk around. He got here this early this afternoon. We did a walk around. What did you did, was it was it different than what you imagined it was going to be like when you were thinking on your way here? Oh yeah. First off, the well the property was a lot bigger. Um, there was more than one place. Uh, and between that, I guess just the size of it and the um, the graveyard. Actually, my what I envisioned with the graveyard was nothing. That I was expecting to see when I got here, which is like, I'll be totally honest, even if we don't get anything tonight, it was actually just pretty cool to fucking check yeah. out that graveyard. But uh, yeah, once I saw the graveyard, I, besides just it was bigger than I expected, the, the walls and like the, the rocks around it, I was just like, yo, that's weird. Creepy, eh? Hey, well, you only because I, I guess like recently... Uh, I might have been watching something on TV where they were just, like, showing, again, like, the size of blocks. And it's, like, how the fuck did these things get from one place to the next? And I'm, like, looking at these, like, small little walls. And I'm just, like, I would never want to spend the time or the energy to even move these fucking blocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, like, I understand, like, 50 years ago you didn't have a cell phone. So I was, like, all right, I'm bored. I'll just build a fence out of rocks, I guess. But, like, that took time and effort, man. Stone. It's a stone wall, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stone walls in New England are pretty common. They're, like, everywhere. You'll. You'll be like, as I hike and I'll do bushwhacking shit, and you'll come across stone walls just like out in the middle of nowhere. Out in the middle of nowhere. You're like, off the trail. Right. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is this doing out here? But I mean, it makes sense if it was like, you know, agricultural land a long time ago, you know, and they set their borders, they set their markers, and then it just overgrows and trees get in there. But um, and then it becomes forest. But like, it's a pretty common thing around here. Um, you'll see that everywhere you probably see it in mass a lot too right we do but the weird thing is it does connect to some interesting places especially Ah. in massachusetts in upton massachusetts there's a supposed what we believe is a druidic temple oh and that's not a popular belief of course like people think well maybe this is lining up with equinoxes and things like that for you know Maybe more minor reasons than druids being here and stuff like that. But, I mean, when you get into ancient history and alternative history and considering what might have been over here in North America, it's not too far off when you think of Amaru and Amaruka. Who? Uh, Oh, yeah, so (laughs) I can't remember which tribe it was near, (laughs) like, the Mayans, but someone had Amaru as their... God, their sun god. Okay, um, but of course it was it was all serpent worship. It was all serpent symbolism, and Amaru Ka was North America, and mm. it was the land of the plumed serpent. So this Damn. was basically the echo of Quetzalcoatl, Kalkulkan mm. uh, from the Aztec, yeah. uh, Viracocha, Ahura Mazda, going to the Persian Gulf. You have the Anunnaki. It's all the, the same serpent symbolism the naga from egypt it's all this serpent symbolism but you have in america the land of the plumed serpent amaruka so it's like okay what's going on there and have you guys ever heard of that book uh like i think it's called mystic masonry or something like that or oriental mystic masonry Mm. there's a quote in there talking about when egypt and america the continents of each were one and the same. Right. I mean, some lots of times people forget that, like, Freemasons, masonry, 
right? Stonework. And then you see like all the architecture and like all that stuff and you draw the connection and the tie between the two. Absolutely. Yeah. But lots of times, you know, people just think free, Freemason secret society, which they are, and they're probably fucked, but they kind of forget about the masonry stonework architecture. Yeah, right. Side absolutely. of things, which mathematics. So you think the stone walls in new England are possibly tied to some sort of serpentry Freemasonry work? Maybe. I mean, I think Freemasonry would be more new <laughs> than like, the specific yeah. term. Yeah, right? I think so, I mean, too. Ro- yeah. Rosicrucianism predates yeah. Masonry. Like, they say they find roots of Freemasonry at Pompeii, but it's like, well, what are you defining as Freemasonry? You know, yeah. it's like the worship of the Rosy Cross, which is worship of the Starfire, which is a very ancient mythological folklore thing. There's like somebody who I'm covering now. His name is, interesting enough, Michael Meyer. And he's from like the 1500s, and like they credit him to, uh, he even put out like the six laws of Rosicrucianism. Really? So I'm like, that even showing you right there, like that's, it's not as, there's a lot of stuff before these things, these orders that we're always pointing our fingers at. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's stuff that goes way beyond that. It's also convenient. Right, like, these, mean, point like Freemasonry and all that stuff is to me is more of New Age. Why is there a lot yeah. of Native Americans that have lodges? Ooh, yeah, you know I, that's that's something I always thought of. They called it their places lodges, and their mythology and their history is synonymous. They say their <laughs> spiritual world and the real world. Yeah, that's are something. One and the same. That's something I want to get into, but you know, I'm not trying to dist- detract from what we're doing tonight. I think this, this is pertinent stuff. Oh no, goes, this is interesting. No, this is interesting because I'm on my own personal interest to find Bigfoot on your goddamn property, man. So well, hopefully this you is might going to just be included. You know, might get knocks while we're out there. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, you talk about how. Uh, like uh, like us that grew up in New England have lived here our whole lives pretty much. Looking at these stone walls is totally normal. Like, like we don't even look at them twice. Like, we're just so used to seeing them, right? They're everywhere. But it, it all comes back to the times when people say, like, oh, my God, this stuff was underneath our feet the whole time, and we never gave it a second thought. Right. But when Nick and I were up in the cemetery, I go, look at them base stones, and they are absolutely huge now that would have been like we were kind of pondering how was that you know first off where did the rocks come from i didn't even think of that at first and then i was like it was some big pile you just pulled from yeah so so and how where do we even get the rocks? and how the story goes it's well when they're plowing the fields and when they're doing this xyz they're pulling up all these stones, and instead of just putting them in a big pile, they used them to make walls. Yeah, now, it's bullshit. <laughs> to me, that's just not even remotely plausible, right? But you look at these walls. Now, this property is over – well, the property obviously is millions of years old, but I'm saying just this homestead is over 200 years old. And I'm thinking to myself, and I'm looking at these rocks, that doesn't necessarily mean that them walls weren't there to begin with. Right. Like, we don't, and this is the whole thing, you can't carbon date walls, you can't, I mean, uh, excuse me, rocks, or stone. So it's like, you got, uh, and all these rocks are made out of granite, of course, it's New Hampshire, it's the granite state, every piece of rock that comes out of the ground is, your 99% chance that it's going to be granite. Digging post holes here is Insane, awful. yeah, yeah, you can't even dig a foot into the ground. But the thing is, like, I was showing, I was showing NY here, when we were up in the cemetery, we found a big rock that's like white quartz. 
No shit. Because quartz runs with granite. Like oh, yeah. wherever there's granite, there's quartz. I've got a big uh, granite rock sticking out of the ground at my house, and it's got a vein of quartz that that's probably about six inches wide that goes through the whole thing. Same and thing that, with the White got, Mountains up in up further north of you yeah. guys, and, you know, where I go climbing all the time. It's just there's tons of quartz everywhere, running veins through all the granite all the way up. Well, the top quartz, of the mountains. Is, quartz is supposed to be very energy harnessing. Like, mm, absolutely, the guy we had on that talked about the scalar light stuff and the whole Nikola Tesla. Uh, towers and stuff the center of his like he he made these micro nikola tesla towers and he in the middle of them it was just like a quartz uh I don't cylinder. Know, stone cylinder yeah. thing so they're it's supposed to be really crystally energy harnessing yeah well you've got clear quartz now the quartz that's here is not clear quartz no, it's, it's, it's white cloudy. quartz but, but there's it, a difference but the thing is it's like i've always understood that granite holds some form of energy as well right and so we already know that quartz does, and I was and I was explaining we have like a this weird anomaly here that kills car batteries or kills batteries in general. It's like called in, winter. In short, no, just <laughs> in short time. If a car sits out in this yard for more than a week, I got to go out with my jump pack and, and jump start. Oh, really? Because, like a like a good car? Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? That's yeah. Damn. Yeah, weird. there's something in the ground, and I'm not the only one that says that because the garage up the street asked me about it when they moved in. Because they would have cars out there for a couple of weeks, and the freaking batteries would go dead in them, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's just how it is around here. You have plenty of jump packs around for moving customers' cars. <clears throat> but but another thing that I brought that up is New England is also associated as having a lot of ghost activity, a lot of, par- oh, yeah. a lot of paranormal activity. And I often wondered if there was a connection to all the paranormal activity here. In the amount of granite that we have in the ground, exposed on top of ground. I mean, I I would like to measure how many feet of stone wall we have just on this property. And at my property, a mile from here, there's two separate lots, and they're all bounded by stone walls. And if you go a half a mile out into the woods, in the middle of nowhere, like what Buckley was saying, you're going to run into a stone wall. They are literally everywhere. You can't. You can't walk. I don't know. <laughs> two feet, a quarter of a mile, <laughs> quarter of a mile, and you're going to hit another stone yeah. wall. And you know, being from Massachusetts, <clears throat> like I come from the state below you, and the rock walls not only continue down there, but they actually continue from state to state because yeah. there's yeah. many trails, like hiking trails, that go from Massachusetts to New Hampshire that follow some of these, and they come up off and on. While right. you're going from state to state, like well, this is everywhere up here, and I can only imagine that whatever this was, we'd probably find remnants of it probably down the coast, all the way down to Florida, right. and maybe in other parts of the of the United States as well. But we may not recognize it as connected to our stone walls. Right. I wonder if the mountains tie into that shit, dude. That's what well, I was kind think, of thinking. Like they're the mountains, because oftentimes, like uh, no, he meant mounds. Oh, it was mounds. Well, well mounds, I, mountains, you know either the mountains one too, because we have a lot of mountains up here that people don't ever talk about. Right, because but, they're smaller than Colorado and Alaska. <laughs> but think what about like uh, think about like uh, how the pyramids are like. You know, supposedly energy conductors, right? Absolutely. Like yeah, who's so this, are the mounds. Mounds or mounds could possibly be. And, well, you know, you, you get into the, all the ancient cultures and whatever you want to believe about giants living yep. in mountains or being mountains. And where do they live? Or people going underground in the mountains, right? It's like, well, who's to say those aren't some sort of energy conductors themselves? Well, also, what I've heard is that pyramids and mounds, like mounds, pyramids, 
mountains. Like right. The, the the ideology, like maybe the Great Pyramid in Egypt is all those mathematical impossibilities. That's fine. But the symbolism is Similar. the mount, right. the mountain. Right. You know, something about that. And yeah, we point to gods and aliens. Mm. That's fine. But there's a human aspect to the history behind the mount and the mountain as well mm. to eliminate a certain aspect of the mythology and the folklore that's kind of handed down to us. Like, oh, you experienced something. Where do you look for the answers? In the books you've been handed. Mm. But that doesn't take away from the actual raw phenomenon of interacting with whatever the fuck is going on in this weird kind of permeable reality that we exist in in 3D because yeah. we definitely have access to something that's like beyond 3D but I think we have a lot of convenient or elusive or distracting explanations yeah, everywhere. given to us everywhere, in everywhere. those realms. Well, know? I think that's a, a to keep b- us away from the authentic. A big aspect of like what we quote unquote call a matrix or like the, right. el- the elite system mimic. is to like withdraw you from the natural world. It has to look close. Bring you into the matrix, right? And then so that way you're just focused and putting your energy into that versus anything that's uh, reality based or natural or like spiritual or the cosmic world. Cause right. they don't, they, the elites, when I say they, whatever, whoever, whomever you think the elites are, <laughs> whatever the, they is, whatever right. the, they is it's plenty of speculations, but they're trying to keep uh society, humanity as a whole away from that as right. much as they can. And that's why you get to, you know, Kardashians, the Netflix, everything, drugs, pornography, whatever you want to say, all this shit, shitty food, all this stuff, just pulling you away from that. So you'll God, never I love that shitty food. You'll I never just that. fucking. You'll never figure it out. You'll never figure it out. That's what they want. I feel like. Well, see, no, the thing is, the thing is, I think, uh, of course, New England. You know, us New Englanders, we are kind of biased to that. Like, but just say in the Northeast. <laughs> like, like, because even in upstate New York, you got like stone walls and things like that. I've spent yeah, a lot of time yeah. up there. I think that this section of the this country sets itself apart for any type of like weird high strangeness that's going on. Because I am a firm believer that the Vikings were in what is New England, what is uh, the Canadian Maritimes. Even the province of Quebec and uh, well, New Brunswick is considered a maritime, and just because I've traveled there a lot and you see a lot of weird stuff, and it's like, what, like America's Stonehenge we have here in New Hampshire, yeah, like that whole site. Right, we need to do it. We need to do a trip to that. Sometime. That's a good location for a little field trip for a podcast. Yeah, but yeah. but the point is, it's like you see lots of weird stuff, and then you see all these stone walls. Like these stone walls could have been here for. A thousand years for all we know. I mean, these stone walls, these, these stone. Okay. But I'm saying these stone walls may have been built by a civilization that was here way before the Puritans came. And you know, when it's really interesting, it's too bad. They didn't have better rhetoric. Oh, scribers, scribblers. Well, better records, better records. Uh, Note takers. You know, you know, you know, jotting this stuff down, being observant about it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we just came across this and then now it has all these stone walls and and everybody here is like, well, that's just a boundary to the property. Okay, that may have been what they used to split the properties up because they're like, well, we got all these all these different lots. They're all surrounded by stone walls. 
let's just let's just say you know like when England came here and divvied it all up and said okay you know before America was America saying okay well this lot is bounded by stone walls that's nice and simple there's no way you can argue that mm. and that's actually a thing here even in town like like that's your boundary and there's no we don't care what a surveyor says I had a surveyor come up on my land and he was surveying trying to get enough road frontage for the piece of land next to me and and he's over on the other side of my wall I'm like dude Fucking pull your pin because that's not going to go there. Because your boundary does not fucking jump my stone wall. My stone wall is the fucking boundary. <laughs> Old and that's school, baby. Your boundary. Oh, yeah. And he did. He pulled it up and he fucking moved it. Because it's like you're not. And then the owner of the property comes over and says, oh, hey, Ronnie, would you sell me 30 feet? I said, no, get the fuck out of here with that. I'll kill you, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll kill you, bitch. I'm like, no. I'm I'm not, bodies before, motherfucker. I'm not going to. You under that stone wall. my yeah. property line. I said, that is unheard of in this state. Right. Yeah. The, the stone wall is the boundary line. But school rules. What was it 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 years ago? That's the question. What? I want to know the because, thing, Ron, where you said like the whole w- taking notes and stuff. Why didn't people like take Baron? Maybe they did. You know, maybe there well, was. That could and be. Yeah, we were talking about the Vatican, right? Right, earlier. right. They squashed it, or it's hidden away somewhere for whatever reason. We don't know. Right. Everybody right. blames the um, was it the Smithsonian, right? Everybody yeah. knows Smithsonian takes everything. It's like, well, maybe if you look into some of those stories, it's kind of silly. It's like not foolproof that the Smithsonian came in and stole everything, like the Men in Black. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like a little flimsy. So it's like it's probably a bunch of institutions because it's it's not like the movies where it's a bunch of people trying to keep the ultimate secret. They're just trying to keep their jobs. Yeah. It's just yeah. all they have to justify order. their means. Yeah, it's all pecking yeah. order. Yeah. But so, the fucking New England things about like the, the stone walls being property lines like that is the official narrative. Like any right. teacher will tell you that, mm-hmm. right. but it's absolutely anthropologically false, right? Because yeah. they were already there. Because yeah. these stone walls are so old, it was probably before people were even like like Europeans were even here. Absolutely, that's so my that's my theory. The my, secondary explanation that they give is, like, oh well, then in that case, it was Native Americans. All right, so yeah. just shut up. That's it. Yeah. I mean, there's the whole there's the the last history side of everything, right? Where it's like, of course, there's so much true. that's just hidden. But also, too, the thing is like Trump that. Like the graveyard that you guys Period. are talking about, um, that's like way up there on your property. There's other graveyards that are just way out in the middle of the woods. Oh yeah, in New England, you'll just find them. I've found a couple of them. I've found like, you know, shit like that, and it's like, okay, so something was here a long, long fucking time ago. Well, you run into that a lot too. Like uh, I took Nick and uh, Andy on a ride to just show them Sa- uh, Shaker Village. Oh, did you? Yeah, just wise. so they could get a visual of it, and I'm like. Okay, so uh, did the sh- you saw all the stone walls there, right? I mean, those have been dressed up over the years. They're Because uh, we have some amazing stone wall builders that just even just live in this town. But I'm thinking, you know, that that's a society that's only been around since the 1700s. And, and you should see all the stone walls there. And I, I'm just a firm believer that these stone walls have been here a lot longer than people are even remotely guessing. And again... Where did you get all those rocks? Because those rocks, those rocks, even though there are some big rocks, but most of them are probably about a foot in circumference, like roughly. Some are big, some are smaller. It's like, okay, so there was no big massive rock, rock like pile somewhere that everybody just took rocks off of and decided they were going to make walls with. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's the weird part. They all look very... 
yeah. similar from Massachusetts to New Hampshire to yeah. Vermont. Yeah. Now, now there was a glacier that ran down through here. That might have been it. And uh, the USGS, uh, uh, a friend of mine worked for them, and he, he told me one day we were talking, and this was quite a few years ago, and he said, yeah, a glacier went right down through here. That's why you have so much gravel. Mm. Could be. But here's what's weird. The rock that's in these gravel pits is not all granite. It's some other weird rock that they bust down into aggregate and they actually make sand out of it. Like is they it rock no granite or some granite plus this aggregate. Well, I've seen a lot of these rocks that come up what we call river wash. Yeah. And it's it's it, I mean, yeah, there might be some granite in there, but a lot of it doesn't look like granite. And that's just puzzling to me. Well, here's the thing. I mean, what are they trying to accomplish by saying that a glacier came through here? Like, when the fuck did a glacier come through here for you to pick up rocks out of it? Like, are you saying that it just sat there for thousands and thousands and thousands of years? Or are you saying that a glacier came through and people picked up rocks and fucking... Like, a glacier came through there way before the academic record says oh, yeah. that people were here. So I'm not sure what that statement's even trying to defend. And if a glacier you know were I mean? to come through, wouldn't there have to be water everywhere? Uh, what that a river, that flood. river, no, the river across the street, they're saying that's a glacier. That's the path of the glacier. Well, you really? know, said that's what's left of it. Yeah. I experienced a flood uh, just a couple of months ago and that was the oh, second boy. time I kind of did, but like this one was weird cause it was like town wide. It was just my town and two towns. That was it. But then I heard stuff about New York that same weekend and a couple other areas in the country. I'm like, this is the great flood. It's not like this one massive tsunami that everyone has nightmares about. It's just like slow. Incremental. Sure. Yeah, man. Did your, didn't your studio kind of get fucked? The, well, so the first time it did get fucked and I lost equipment, but this time we kind of prepared for it. We knew it was. We knew where it was headed, so I got all my shit out of there, but I lost the actual space, so now I'm in my fucking dining room. Okay. Nick, what, <laughs> what were you going to say? You know, going by, like, I was even thinking about this earlier in the beginning of the podcast when you talk about generational trauma and, like, even going back to like, <laughs> floods and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what <laughs> I was know, talking being the about. Floods. And I've just, like, wondered, like, even some things that we would think of that would be, like, signs of destruction or, like, the world coming to an end going by, like, you know, biblical disasters, other disasters, and other things. With the technology that we have, and even with, like, the sewer systems and all that shit that we have, like, if we were to experience that now, would it even look like the end of the world? Mm. Yeah, I mean, we even have, like, weather manipulation. I mean, like, we, we, we have patents on that. You can, that's not, like, a conspiracy. I mean, it's obvious there's weather manipulation possible, too. That's a really good point. So, like, would we even, like, would the great flood was to happen again? Would it be the way it's written in the Bible with the way the world is now? Well, yeah, it's like saying, like, how many YouTube videos or Instagram videos have you seen that would scare the fuck out of an entire nation? No, right. just from like some anomaly yeah. that exists in nature or something like that. I mean, that's yeah. what they do with COVID, right? <laughs> yeah, even manufactured. Oh, the the, like the that, people yeah. dropping yeah, dead in the streets of China. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The people dropping dead in the streets of China videos that were coming over to the U.S. and scaring the shit out of people. So, I mean, right. it wouldn't be hard to do. Whether it's yeah. manufactured or just like a natural thing that they skew the actual meaning of, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I know what Nick is getting at. He's getting he, he's getting at because of all the infrastructure that's been built for, to, yeah. to, for water runoff. Yeah. W- the water wouldn't probably wouldn't pool up like it would have like if you were thinking like in biblical times 
enjoy biblical right. flood, right? right? Because it's got all these all these uh, all these drainways. And, and it still might yeah. screw stuff yeah. up, but it has yeah. places to go. Yeah. It would be dismantling, yeah. but it wouldn't be apocalyptic in the same sense that we we know about or think about it in our mythologies and our right. nightmares. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know, it's just really interesting. Uh, again, I did want to chat about the stone walls for sure. I. Uh, when you were on with Mark recently, Andy, you guys talked a little bit about stone walls, I want to say, or did I hear that somewhere else? No, he definitely did. Yeah. 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 So, and I'm like, Oh my God, wait till he comes up this weekend. He's going to see, he's going to see stone walls and, and, and I know you're, you're probably used to it, but. I don't know if you're used to seeing the amount of stone walls we have, like just on this property. It's crazy. New Hampshire's always more engulfing with the stone walls than Massachusetts. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends because Massachusetts just has less trails, less wilderness attractions than New Hampshire. Well, true. New yeah. Hampshire's what the most forested state in the United States. It's the most. Is it really? It's yeah. one of the whitest, oh. and also it is the number one state for consumption of alcohol per person. <laughs> yeah. Which so is it's weird, an average... dude, because, man, when I go to the mountains, like, yeah, getting drunk's pretty fun, but, like, man, you don't need anything. Dude, you it's, just a, go up there. It's, a, oh. it's an average of 60 gallons of alcohol per year per that's person. That's pretty impressive. That's, well, that's the only, average, though. Yeah, but that's only a gallon a week. That doesn't sound like a lot. A gallon of booze a week? But that's the average. So, oh. you know, some are more, some are less. Oh, true, There's a yeah. lot of gas stations. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I got to drive two hours. Might as well. Yeah, well, that's the little. one thing. That's the one thing with New Hampshire that sets us apart from Massachusetts is that uh, you could just roll into any gas station and get a 12 pack of beer. It's yeah, they, you can't do that in right. Mass. It's oddly enough, it's slowly creeping in. I don't mm. know what that means or what it matters, but yeah, it's slowly changing in Massachusetts. And Massachusetts is always considered very, very liberal. So I don't <laughs> know if is that like a more conservative way to go? Like, is that creepy? I don't know, like, I don't know what's happening. I really. do know that Massachusetts but, and New Hampshire have beef, though. It's weird. It's right? long standing. I don't think it's weird. I mean, I have beef with the situation that I live in Massachusetts <laughs> and would rather live in New Hampshire. I mean, I kind of hate Massachusetts and all people from Mass. I'm not going to lie. But, how do I change your mind? But man? I do make exceptions for people that are wicked fucking cool. Well, yeah. wicked being the <laughs> wicked. word. Wicked. Yeah. All right. right. So, so, Nick, I had some questions for you because, yes. Uh, yes. you know, recently, well, not recently, last you know, six months ago, we've been doing a lot of shows together and yes. you've been having me on to co-host. I really enjoy those shows, too. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're funny because... Uh, well, you know, depending on how, what you're doing before before the the podcast starts, and then you get into the podcast, <laughs> I'll have like, oh, Nick's Nick's Nick's. Uh, he's, I was telling Andy, he's kind of getting that. snoozy. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump <laughs> in, but he, but he goes, ah, that's why I like having Ron on because he always asks questions I don't think to ask. But but I but I but I've got some questions for you. Uh -huh. Like so, this ghost investigation thing. I I know this is something when you talk a lot about the occult and and the things that you uh, talk about, and a lot of our listeners are familiar with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, when did you decide that you wanted to kind of dabble in the ghost hunting thing? Uh, and, and I know this isn't new, just because we've we've talked a lot over the over the last uh, you know since like COVID started. And uh, so so really, what uh, what got you into it in? Uh, and what made you kind of and not that you're getting away from the other stuff? I'm not saying that, but mm -hmm. but I, but I was a little a little surprised when you said, "Oh, I'm going to start getting into the ghost hunting stuff. I'm going to get all the equipment." And then you're like, "Hey, I want to come up," and I'm like, "Oh, well, let's do it." And that's <laughs> why surprised. we're here. I was actually surprised too, and I'm really excited to hear this. Yeah, yeah. I I do believe that you can. I do think it's possible to show kind of like that magic exists through the paranormal. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Magic. 
Yeah, I mean, even when it, you know, like, you know, at some point I might try it myself. But like, I even think, you know, one of the reasons that even got me to even think about it um, prior to even having like magical experiences myself, and I, I hate that I'm even giving this guy credit for it. But unfortunately, Zach Baggins on Ghost Adventures. But they didn't really put much emphasis on it. And I was like, of course not, because in my opinion, that was actually pretty intense. There was a point where they were actually talking to somebody and they had the thermal cam on. And they had um, showed that it looked like stuff started to rise out of them. Mm. And I was like, you know, to me, that was kind of compelling. And then, like, after I actually had magical experiences myself, which every time that I've had them, They've always come with some sort of physical feeling that feels like I'm actually literally slipping out of my body. Oh, okay. So then I was like, well, you know, and that's just through meditation. That's not even mean like, you know, casting circles and stuff. So, like, I do think, like, even if I was to eventually have the balls to do it, I could probably do that possibly with a the thermal cam on me while I'm meditating. But I, uh, I do think, you know, uh, electronic, uh, EMF, uh, electromagnetic fields and stuff like that, I do think magic goes back to a lot of magnetism and electric manipulation. Uh, you know, the, you know, the magnet bending the electronic, the electric kind of bending it to its own will, in a sense, and changing shit, and then that causes manipulation. So I just think, like, between the EMF readers, the thermal cams, um, and even, I think, uh, the orgone, the radiation meter that I have, if that goes off, that's showing that there's orgone possibly manipulation, which is some people are now scientists are starting to say they kind of think that's like the essence of creation, orgone. Hmm. So, like, I even think that if you that was to ever spike on the radiation meter, that to me that's like kind of a form of magic. I mean, how this equipment is working, I think, is magic. We don't see it, but there's waves and shit going through. The sure, way. yeah. You know, so I think these detectors will, you know, that's why if I was to put on the EMF right now, it would light up because of this equipment too. Right. right. Yeah. You know, so I think that it just shows like those, I, I think those those few things right there, but I mean, um, I have plenty of other toys too to use and try out, but I just think those three or few things right there, I think I could show like magic. It's possible. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, that was interesting that you said that uh, when I, they had the uh, the camera on him and you could see, like, something coming out of him, like, let's just say his essence or or uh, what Stephen King calls the steam or what we might even consider a soul, right? Yeah. So, so and, and that's, like, super yeah. interesting because, uh, actually, I was on with uh, Chris at Forbidden Knowledge News uh, the other day, just as a quick, like, uh, buffet show you wanted to do. And we were talking about how I had a, had a dream once that I had died. I died in my dream, but in my dream, I felt my soul leaving my body. Mm -hmm. And it was the most weirdest experience. Obviously, I'm still here. At least I think I am, because that's another thing about ghosts that uh, the, the theory that i have is people will say well why do you think there's ghosts i said well they're hanging around because i don't think they know that they're dead it's a common uh, theme you know what i mean so, so it's like but but when i had that dream and my soul left my body it was like it was like a really weird feeling type of thing like like not a bad feeling mm. you know what i mean and a lot of people discuss this when they get into ndes near-death yeah, experiences right yeah. where they're like oh my god i i have after that i have absolutely no fear of death like whatsoever 
but, a lot of people with NDEs will also describe the same exact type of visions that a magician would see in their mind's eye before they cross the abyss. Yeah, you know, you know what you used to talk about, or what you've brought up before that I thought was really interesting is is the whole thing with the eyes and the optic nerve. Mm. Yeah, and, and do you think that that has anything? Because because what we're seeing, like say for instance, we see a ghost, right? Do you think that? There's something special about a particular person that's able to see ghosts, or do you think that everybody can see ghosts? Or is it only like a certain perceptive type of person? Um, uh, I think, well, I mean, believing in it probably being a possibility is a huge help. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, I mean, this is something that is interesting to me with your property is like, I'm wondering if these walls are even almost like power grids. You know what I'm saying? Or is there going to be, like, something that would actually help with, you know, some sort of field that would help with paranormal activity? Well, see, that was so what I was... the area, I think, can play a part. And that's what I was trying yeah. to get to earlier when I was saying. I think that all of this exposed granite, along with its quartz content... It's the first thing I thought of when I saw it, when you told yeah, me what it was. The quartz. Was yeah, like, oh, yeah it has some type of energy field, and that actually could be what kills the batteries around here. Wow. But I'm saying that this could be why there's such a high prevalence of paranormal activity in places like these old properties and these old farms and things like that. Because uh, it's just not only is the property super old and then, you know, people lived here a couple hundred years ago or, or even before that. And then some of the people that have died on this property, you know, you're talking a minimum of 100 to 125 years ago. And, and this is the kind of stuff that we're going to be going to look at as soon as we get done recording these segments here. But uh, but I think I think all that granite has something to do with it. Well, I, I think I really do. the quartz, the whole quartz thing um, brings me back to the scalar light thing. And, um, you know, obviously scalar light is energy of light, essentially. It's light energy, <clears throat> which is different from electromagnetic fields which is a lot of times what the paranormal is assumed to interact with right um so and then we look at this but they're they're uh i guess they're one and the same sort of because not exactly because you know scalar light can convert to electromagnetic energy and and vice versa electromagnetic energy can convert to scalar light so when we talk about you know this reminds me of the the um the shining thing that you were talking about with like the whole, the ghost showing up and essentially kind of being like time shifts or time kind of overlapping or, or, or bleeding through because, um, you know, it's been said that like basically time is happening. Like everything that's ever happened is happening right now. Right. And whether you believe it's expanding like light expands or it's circular cylinder or whatever, that it can bleed over. But I do think that um, scalar light, which was the stuff that Nikola Tesla was working on, could be a lot to do with people seeing ghosts. Because when you're talking about the optical nerve and all of that, because what it, in my opinion, everything kind of is light to a certain extent. Mm. Like no matter what, you can say it's energy, but in reality it's light. And what I mean by that is like you're, when you're seeing anything – that's reality. It's light that's coming into your eye, in your optical nerve, right? And then being somehow transmitted out into the physical reality. Yeah, it so flips by your lens, your lens, yeah. Right. So I, so I just think that, like, the whole light energy, which is also the scalar light, it has been known 
through like when we had that guest on, he said through like Buddhist cultures and like all these different cultures and meditation and whatnot is like kind of like the spirit energy. Um, it would make sense, especially because it's light that's coming through either through in a field of time that's bleeding over or through your actual physical um, output through your eyes, the optical nerve. That's what I think. I know, I know there's a big push on like the electromagnetic field stuff, which, you know, sure, that could be it. I don't I have no idea. But I think this whole scalar light thing is like kind of a whole side of things that when we talk about the paranormal and in the ghost stuff, like people, people don't know about because I really don't know much about it. Or they just think it's something else because it's not talked about, in my opinion. Does that make sense? I don't know if I was kind I of you, I jumped around a little bit, but that's. I even think with the eyes, I mean, uh, I, I was realizing I never even really went back to that. <laughs> I spent like three episodes talking about the eyes. Uh, our eyes even project out like almost up to six feet. So it's like you'd almost have to question like, you know, are you seeing it only because you projected it? Social distancing six feet. <laughs> but your eyes do project out energy outside of your body. Right. I mean, that's even a thing that you'll probably would notice. I mean, I noticed it with my cat, and then I did it to myself. I mean, I even thought that was a little weird. With the thermal cam, if you put it up to your face, your eyes were, like, completely different color right. than the rest of your body. And, like, even was my cat. My cat looked pretty much, like, you know, one color, and then, like, her eyes were just, like, almost yellow, almost, like, white. Yeah. And it's like, you can see, right just from right there, there's some sort of energy that's being emitted. Well, I just think there's such a big push on the electromagnetic field that's stuff. Super you know interesting. what I mean? Well, there's, maybe the electromagnetism is like something useful. Right. But the, the scholars, it might be like a side effect of something going on. But there's right. the whole Nikola Tesla energy, right? That just like no one really knows about or it's never really talked about. Everything is, is put on electricity, electric energy, frequencies. Uh, and all, all that, especially when it comes to the paranormal, it's all about electromagnetic fields. Well, they also tie Tesla like, to that usually and just assume right. it's all electromagnetism with him. Right, yeah. but like the whole point, well, Tesla's whole thing well, was like the scalar light. That, right. Like really what it is. So it's like when we come to ghosts, I feel like maybe it's part of the conspiracy or some sort of hidden, you know, trying to cover shit up or mislead people, but it's all pinpointed towards electromagnetic fields when there's this whole other oh, no, light energy other that, like... Maybe that's why they're allowing so much information about interesting electromagnetism experiments right. to just be everywhere all of a sudden and people right. having startups everywhere. It's like, well, good. They'll just focus on that. One thing yeah. I, I thought was weird is that, uh, like, from playing around with this machine, the EMF thing, I mean, it also does electric field and, like, um, radio frequencies and stuff like that. And uh, I don't understand, like, you never really hear anybody ever talk about the electric field. And, like, to me, that is important because, like, mm. that would show that there's energy there. Like, I was putting my EMF thing, uh, reading the electric field and, like, putting it up to the phone. And, like, the EMF would go up a little bit, but the electric field fucking skyrocketed. You know, and then I did it to the headphones, the Bluetooth ones, and, like, the electric field fucking skyrocketed, but the EMF didn't. But that's, like, showing you that there's, like, fucking energy right there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like, how come you, like, you, I mean, unless I'm completely wrong and, you know, I'm a newbie, how come I've never heard of anybody ever really talking about that when it comes to paranormal? Mm. It's always EMF. Well, what about the electric field, too? To me, that's showing me that there's energy to manipulate. Mm. Yeah, you know, in, in, uh, and isn't it most of the time, like, uh, Buckley's brother Kellen, you know, he does uh, Lone Star Paranormal, and uh, and he's been on the show a few times, and he's getting kind of uh, 
He's been doing some really kind of cool stuff lately too. And he came up with a bunch of different equipment. Nick, what did you, what did you bring up? Let's go over the equipment that, that you brought with you to do this investigation tonight a little bit okay. and kind of what component does and what you hope to hope to uh, find by using these different components and is one component better than the other? Uh, because a lot of people listening, they're probably, you know, they probably watched a million ghost shows and everything. And you see the people, they got these handheld devices, but they don't really explain what these devices are. So would you mind doing yeah, that? Not at all. Uh, I mean, I'll cover the cameras real quick because I, they're really not doing much except for recording, but I have a Panasonic HC uh, X2 or something like that. Um, that's like, that was the big one that looks like almost like a news camera. Yeah. Uh, I have a shotgun mic on that. Then I have a uh, Panasonic night vision camera that's you know half the size, but it films just as good, and it has a built-in light on it already. I had to get a light for the other camera that we'll use that too, so we could see what we're doing. And I have the green light, everything, so it looks like you know <laughs> paranormal shows. Yeah, so you always have to have that green light. Uh, and then I did bring the thermal cam that uh, I would probably, uh, considering how much it holds and how long it runs, I, we might just run it the whole night anyway. Is but, it a FLIR? Is it FLIR? No, him. Uh, but I mean, is that different technology than the FLIR? Or is it something similar? I don't, I don't even know. I can imagine it's probably based on FLIR no matter what. Yeah, yeah, because the FLIR is, uh, shows the heat signature. Right. Yeah, and, and they will do this during... <laughs> no, like, I've never really seen it used in, in ghost hunting, but for cryptid hunting, you see them using it a lot. Yeah, I do yeah. know on mine, uh, on the back of it, it has a thermal cam and a regular cam, and I was able to go in there and choose Fusion. So then it'll oh. actually give you the outline of the objects that you're actually looking at, so you can kind of get an idea of what the actual thing what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, yeah. So uh, it has it has that on there. Um, yeah, so I have that thermal cam. Um, I figured, like you know, if, if maybe any of like the meters were going off with anything, maybe turn that on. Or like I said, maybe we can run it like almost the whole time. Anyway. Um, we have that, and I have an EMF uh, reader, again, like we were talking about, EMF. Um, it does also show, I do want to pay attention to the electric field, like I was saying earlier, because I do think, I, especially by those rocks, I'd be interested to see if it changes. If, it, if it doesn't, it may, you know, it may not, but I would like to pay attention to the electric field as, as well, uh, besides the EMF. Um, a spirit box, Just, I'll be honest with you. Some things I bought just because, like, that's what Ghost Hunters are supposed to have. Well, yeah, I want to try it out, right? I mean, you got to try it out. So I I got the Spirit Box because I'm a little (laughs) interested on that. It's just I'm a little iffy with it, too. Same thing with the SLS camera. It It sounds like it has a lot to do with intuition. The SLS camera was just like some midgets, like, humping Zach's leg in, like, Ghost Adventures. All right, (laughs) explain what an SLS camera is. Uh, that is like, oh God, it's hard to explain. You'd have to like watch pretty much Ghost Adventures. They use it all the time. If I'm correct, it's like, uh, it will start to show if like it thinks that there's like a spirit, something there and it starts to like almost make stick figures out of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's always oh, like people okay, okay, like, okay. on Zach's uh, shoulder. Arms, It'll show legs. up on like a camera. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, like yeah, a stick yeah, figure. Oh, I guess I've, but I've I, seen that before, yeah. The spirit box, uh, before I got away from that. Uh, the spirit box will also go through uh, neither AM or FM. I'll probably choose AM because it'd be less interference. Um, but it'll just cycle through stations over and over and over again. And if you want to ask questions and maybe see if you start getting answers through it, I don't know. You know, I think you give it a try. Just real quick about the spirit box. 
Because my introduction to Spirit Box was actually a topic that you and I talked about, Nick, on my show with locks back in the day, which was Hellier. Yes, yes, How a show on a very popular network with actors pretending to be nobody podcaster types uh, created this whole series and kind of popularized this Spirit Box idea because I had never heard Spirit Box. I'm sure it existed. I'm not saying it didn't exist. But before then... It's, it wasn't like a big popular I, thing that Ghost Hunter... I wasn't seeing it on I, Ghost Hunting I, shows. I entertain it, but it's more for like the Ghost Hunting novelty. I'm not saying honest. it's wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying uh, I think it was interesting it that like, interesting. for instance, a show like Hellier that was on like big time TV and everybody... Suddenly, it was almost like an initiation. I think you and I talked about this wrong. Yeah, now. and even with the Hellier Godness. felt like an initiation for anybody watching, almost. Mm-hmm. But like um, beyond that, like the spirit box itself, what they don't really highlight at all in the show is it's random. And from a skeptic or cynical point of view, that's all. That's the end of the story. That's that's what gets but me. But I'm like, I for anyone that goes beyond skepticism and cynicism randomness and finding nothing in it is actually the fucking beginning, you know? And it's always like, well, yeah, you have to kind of look for it. You have to put yourself 50% into it. Like you said, at the very beginning, it helps to believe in it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in secular society typically just believe that that is a cop out that if you, Oh, Oh, conveniently you believe something. So you therefore experience it <laughs> yeah. from a logical, very, you know, mathematical, cold, calculated point of view, it just sounds silly. But quite the opposite is true because it's like the more you believe in it, the more you're willing to accept it, the more yes. you're open to it. It's a whole thing. But it's like it's that's, that's the divide right <laughs> yeah. there because like the modern academic world will never accept those premises. But I feel like maybe it would be more uh, ex- accepted if, like someone didn't believe in it, and then they found out. Absolutely. I mean, like, because, if they like, gave me like a sentence, movie. I would be like, "All right." Well, know? because like, <laughs> look at like horror movies about the paranormal when it's like the skeptics taking videos and like suddenly I, it happens. I feel know? like you know the the like like documentaries or like any sort of thesis like based anything. Essentially, it's like the most interesting uh, ones to me are like if. They go in with some sort of thesis and then thinking it's going to be one thing and then it com- becomes something completely different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or they fi- find something completely different out. Well, because it feels so real, right? Because like that's the ethos of what an urban legend is. Right? Yeah. The urban legend becomes something ridiculous, but it came from a grain of truth. Yeah. You know? But there's also this There's this whole side of um, par- the paranormal, especially, along with cryptids as well. It's like the whole camera aspect you know, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's like to kind of capture a lot of paranormal shit, you need cameras. But you need cameras. Well, what can you do with cameras? You know, you can right. fake a lot of fucking shit. Do you know what I mean? You can yeah. do different sort of things. Of things you you that- can do a bunch of tricks. So it's like even if somebody um, gets them like really convincing material or, you know, you see all these videos floating around on the TikToks and the Instagrams or whatever of like shadow figures or like things moving or like a chair moving, whatever it is. And it's like, well, that's fake. It's a camera. You could have just, you know, done X, Y, or Z to make that happen. So, you know, it's kind of fucked because 
the only other really side of the paranormal or believing in the paranormal in my experience is like actually experiencing it for yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I and that's like, that's like one of the only reasons I really believe in it is because I've had certain things that I've experienced, but oh like God, yeah. if too. I fucking was just to watch videos and stuff, I'd be like, okay, that's creepy. But also like, look at Hollywood, right? You know, look at all the shit they can do in Hollywood. So it's like, who's to say some lower level, uh, TikToker, paranormal investigator, Instagrammer, YouTuber, whomever isn't just, you know, pulling some strings on some chairs, moving them across the floor. Well, also, it doesn't even, I mean, this is a tangent, but like, yeah, just to, to go off on that, like, they, all they have to do is give us one little push, you know? Mm. And at that point, eventually it becomes so profitable, right? So, like, a lot of people just monetize themselves based on these things and get super popular talking about these things. Not that they fully endorse some sort of controlled opposition, you know, position, but it's just like it comes natural to them because they're using the same lingo. They're, yeah, they're just taking their own personal experience and attaching it to everything they've heard. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, you well, know, it's like my brother, for, sorry, but like my brother, I, this is the other, I guess another part of it is like knowing someone, like I, want to say 99.99999% like he wouldn't fake anything no, that he no. catches. No. I would think obviously there's always a probability chance that, you know, any anything could fucking happen, but it's like also I guess if you know someone that's also a side of it, you could be like, okay. I know this person, they pr- wouldn't fake something like this. That too. What were you going to say around sorry? Well, I guess that's the thing with me and watching when I you know, when all these ghost shows started getting super popular, you know, of course it's interesting, right? If you're into, like, weird stuff, you want to tune in and check out a couple episodes. And then, you know, for a few months or whatever, yeah, this is really cool. And then you started seeing the more higher prevalence of these shows, like on every single different network. It didn't matter if it was Travel Channel, TLC, A&E, Discovery. And now you have the Discovery Plus app, which has... All of them shows on one app, and you're like, oh, my God. So now you are inundated with, okay, what am I going to choose? Now, I really like Jack Osborne stuff, right? And actually, a show that He's Jack— covering everything. For well, the Jack sake. Osborne, he was on this one show with a couple of guys. They actually had Kellen on the show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, just for a brief segment, but they had him. Now, Now I can tell you right now, knowing Kellen like I do or whatever, he's not faking nothing. No, I'll tell you that right now. He's not faking anything. However, this gets back to the kind of territory that— uh, you're watching all of these shows and you're watching the same MO. You're watching they're doing this and they're doing that and they're and it's all the same. It's just different people doing the same shit. And it it doesn't take away from it, and I'm not saying it's fake. I'm just saying there's an awful lot of information coming from an awful lot of different directions from a lot of different people. And that's why I'm really excited for tonight because I know everybody on this panel, and we're going to go on a piece of property that I know for a fact is haunted. Yeah. And the other thing, the other thing that I find, too, is I think if if we get lucky and we're able to discover anything with all of this equipment that you have, Nick, I think what we experience in the graveyard Ooh. is going to be different than what we experience in the barn. We got to find a sandbox. I think it's going to be 
several different types of things that we pick up on. That'd be great. So can I ask yeah. you a question? No, I got here a little bit late, so I didn't get to go up to the graveyard yet. But I got a text while I was driving from Nick, like, dude, you gotta see this fucking graveyard. <laughs> so how isolated is this graveyard? It's pretty isolated. Yeah, it's, All right. it's just bigger yeah. than I expected. And again, yeah. like the walls around it. It's oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, we got a lot of cars around. We got the road right here. Is this, is the graveyard kind it's of up first? at the top of the hill? It's up at, okay. it's at the back of the property. Yeah. And, and on the other side of the property line, there isn't anything. Because I'll just make woods. it known. Like, I'm, I'm personally looking for Sasquatch while y'all are looking for ghosts. But yeah. I'm open. Well, now, I'm completely Andy open. and I will be Team Sasquatch. You guys can be Team Ghosts. Oh, this is cool. This we'll is break cool. up. Like we'll this. break up. Now well, we let need me, those <laughs> fucking batteries for the walkie-talkies. Well, let me tell you Well, let me tell you something what's weird about this cemetery. And, and, and Nick and I, I kind of explained it to him, right? It's a good-sized cubicle, right? It's a good-sized graveyard. Now, there's only stones up on the top end, which I find kind of strange. But what's even more stranger is there's only one real gravestone in there. What? And the other markers are actually field stone tipped up on its edge, and they have engravings in them. And wow. I had mentioned to uh, I had mentioned to Nick too that, you know, it must be the light because I've never been able to read them stones as good as I can read them right now. Those are like old, old. The whole field oh yeah, stones. they're, they're just like old, granite old. stones, flat granite stones. Yeah, that somebody chiseled information in. In the gravestone, and here's another thing. It, this might even be its own show at some point. Who is Ruth Chase? That's mm. the name on the gravestone. Because Ruth Chase yeah, the, the is one the one that's legible, the best. Yeah, and, and it's actually a marble gravestone, which. Isn't all that it's like flat? It isn't. It isn't all that unusual in New England to have a marble gravestone. Be rich, yeah, but this, rich, but yeah. this, but this one is marble. Now, in all the research that I've ever done, when I was running the historical society here in town, I was never able to come up with any information on who this Ruth Chase person was, because the family that owned all this property's name was. Hill, H-I-L-L, not Chase. And why is she the only one in that graveyard that has an actual stone? And who was she? Ron, are you sure you're not part of the Freemasons? Running the Historical Society, you got marble gravestones. Up in the top of your property. You got a lot of empty cars on this property. Yeah, lot, Where are the bodies that were cars. driving the cars? Run. <laughs> that gravestone for Ruth Chase is actually laid flat in it and it's broken. Now it's been like that since I discovered that cemetery. When did you discover it? Uh when I was a very little kid, probably oh, like shit. thirteen years did a old. Spirit like seduce you out there? No, so so let me tell you the story. So <laughs> so when my so when my folks like bought this property. Property before the garage was built here, and before there was any cars out back, they were just hills that they used to uh, hay. They used to cut the hay, and it was kind of grown up around the walls, right? So I didn't even know that cemetery. Nobody even told us there was a cemetery here. Now we have twenty-seven documented cemeteries in this town. This is what they call an undocumented family cemetery, mm. right? Now, when you go up in there, Ruth Chase's stone was set at one time. 
because you can see the base that's there that's got the rectangular cutout and then the marble or in granite and in some cases in New England, slate. They used a lot of slate for gravestones, like really old gravestones, late 1600s up to mid-17. Even in some cases, late 1700s, they used slate. But this stone was set at one time. Something knocked that stone over, and when that stone went over, it broke in half. Sasquatch. Now, that, that, well, it could have been. Sasquatch ran It could have been something. It could have been something as simple as a tree branch knocked it over or whatever. I don't think that's likely. However, what's, what's weird about it is that stone has always been flat. But it's broken. That's weird. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it broke when it fell. What kind Just, of trees are up there? Uh, it's all maple trees. Sasquatch right? trees. All yeah. maple trees? Yeah. No, no oak trees? Uh, if if we have oak here, it's not many. We, we do have some oak here. I'd be curious if there's oak trees near it. So I yeah. got, I got oh, a yeah, couple, there's oak trees. I got there's a couple trees uh, cool, weird graveyard things for you that I've come across. Because when I was a, yuch, uh, a, a, a much uh, skinnier, younger man, more light on my feet, I would trail run a lot. Through the main hills. I grew up in uh, Warner, which is a town that's kind of on this area called the main hills, which I've talked about before. And then there's Kearsarge Mountain, which is like a 1,100-foot mountain. Yeah, Andy, so you probably know it's that a little one, guy. Yeah, it's, it's, a little, cool. it's a little guy, a little one, but it's fun, you know. And I used to trail run, and we'd go all over the place. Uh, so one time we just found a random stone in the middle of the trail way out because we'd go on talking 10-mile, 12-mile runs. Like diesel shit, can't That's do it awesome. anymore. Can't do it anymore. But we found that uh, we found a random stone that was just a marker for like a pilot's uh, son. No, sorry, uh, his son was a pilot whose plane crashed, just way out in the middle of fuck all nowhere. Another time, we found um, we were running up the side. Of, that was in the main hills. We were running up the side of Kearsarge Mountain, and it was pouring, p- pissing rain out running up the trail. The the trail actually turned into a river while we were running up the trail and we were like running through this river and we got out of there and then we find on the side of Kearsarge Mountain, no trail around, like no, nothing. We're miles out in the woods, uh, just a random grave graveyard, middle of fucking nowhere. Like With headstones? Yeah, well, they weren't like, uh, like the headstones you'd see today, more like field stones like Ron was talking about, like just stones that were placed with like whatever can't really read them type of shit um and then we also now this is a place we kind of knew about but i had never been there but it's a place called palmer town which was a uh, this whole town that apparently used to exist out in the middle of fucking nowhere and it was quarantined yeah so everyone was like kind of i don't i don't know when but old it was quarantined because everyone had some sort of sickness so they wouldn't let anyone in or out of it. And all, now all there is is just a bunch of fucking uh, foundations. Holy shit. Like old foundations. Yeah, creepy shit. Like, it's that weird. It's creepy. I've never at, heard of that. You've never heard of Palmer Town? Yeah, no. it's, like a, it's like a thing in our town. It's like Palmer Town. Like, not everyone knows about it, but 
we found it and it was like kind of there's got to be some weird sketchy. shit all over the mountains of new hampshire and man oh, i'm sure well the thing i've always said about like like obviously we've talked about this the the hauntings and shit of the white mountains and all that stuff dude I people mean, that work at mount washington observatory right. talk about hauntings and stuff there's, i've talked to them in person about it and they're like loads of ghost stories but like the thing too is like i've always like the ghost of tip top house yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or the Lake of the Clouds. Yeah, yeah. But I've always said, like, too, with like the whole cryptid Samasquatch stuff, because we had that guy on Evan who has recounted or has retold uh, interviews he's done with people around New Hampshire. One of them was a he was what it was a park ranger, fishing Cons- game? conservation officer, conservation yeah. officer who swears that he saw a Samasquatch. And uh, my thing is, I was always with like that. It's like okay. Like, obviously, there's that whole notion that, like, national parks and stuff through Roosevelt were, like, set up for kind of, like, this, you know, Samasquatch preservatory areas. You know, like, it's they set them up just so they could maintain the land for Sasquatches, right? So my whole thing is, like, lots of times when you're hiking in the White Mountains, you're on a trail, right? You never really go off trail unless Not you got, often. unless you got to take a shit or you're a dumbass. You get lost. And <laughs> yeah, then you, you don't want to usually go off trail You don't want to go off trail, but like, so even if you do go way out on a fucking mountain, right out in the middle of whatever in the middle of nowhere, you're just on the trail, and there's so much land in between that yeah. is unaccounted for that you'd have no idea what the fuck goes on. There could be mountain lions in a little tunnel sleeping. There could be Samasquatches fucking raping chicks. Who knows? Do you know what I mean? But there's just, you don't know. Well, that was my only possible encounter I ever had was in the White Mountains in Crawford Notch. With yeah. a Samasquatch? With my buddy with a Samasquatch. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a hot Well, bed. possibly. I mean, we... I just want six so to midnight. The, the whole time leading up to the actual encounter, we assumed it was probably a, a like a black bear or something mm-hmm. like that. But we definitely knew something was following us up the trail. It was late October, like right around this time, you know, early November. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of times black bears will follow hikers around up there. Oh, sure. The food and shit because like that, we have yeah. food and everything. We just make bear bags and stuff like that. But this thing decided to take a a loop trail. Like, I don't know. You guys are familiar with the White Mountain trails up there. There's a lot of, like, if you're old or you can't handle it, there's yeah. usually a loop trail. Yeah, there's so always loop trails. The this this trail's like steep. This other trail's not as steep. Right, and yeah. it meets up at one point. Right. Well, this fucking thing decides to cut us off and come in front of us Ooh. around the loop trail. We lost it for a while, and there it was again, and suddenly it was right in front of us. I literally, like, ran into my buddy like my face into his backpack. He's like, dude, it's right in front of us. And like 10, 15 minutes before that, he's like, something's following us. Have you noticed? I just wanted you to be aware if if you didn't notice. I'm like, what? Did you guys (laughs) take any drugs? No, nothing. I mean, we smoke weed all the time, but when was the last time you fucking hallucinated of like an encounter? Makes makes you paranoid. What's what's interesting, (laughs) Andy, what's interesting about Crawford Notch is that Crawford Notch area is kind of a hotbed (laughs) for that. Yeah, didn't uh, Evan well, have UFO some tales too? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, didn't that, Evan have some? That was Bear Notch. Oh fuck! Never but mind. Bear Notch, Bear Notch isn't far from Crawford Notch. No, so. it's very close. Yeah, it's very close. So it's about, super what, 15, interesting. Yeah. Miles away. All right, so Nick, uh, when you brought up the spirit box, like like that's the thing that really interests me. What we're gonna find with that spirit box? You know, uh, it, 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 it's just I think because when Kellen was here. 
He had a spirit box, I he believe. Did, yeah. And that's what became active. Not only that, the REM pod became oh, active. Oh, yeah, I had one of those too. And when the REM pod became active, Buckley left the barn. Yeah, I got a little freaked out. Oh, yeah, Ron was telling us about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, no, that wasn't a joke. Goes, no, no, I, I, I believe so. Pull me over there. Yeah. So, so this is something. I was in the barn. That was in the barn, right? So, yeah. Well, you were by um, yourself, right? No, me and my brother were separated. Uh, but we were both in the barn, but he was way at the other end and I was on one end. And, um, so like, I've had a lot of weird paranormal shit happen to me and like, I never am looking for it. hundred percent. I am never the, I'm never the person besides with my brother here. And then I guess tonight with you guys, these are like the only times that I've gone looking anytime anything else has ever happened to me. I'm like, never you know, wanting it to happen. Yeah, you're just, not it, just it just happens. randomly happens. Right. Yeah. So what I remember is like being like kind of walking in there and my brother kind of got separated and I was kind of standing there and this is kind of walking around in one spot. And I just remember getting like this feeling. It, it was like the hair was starting to stand up on my like hand or like, there was just some weird thing kind of like being draped over my hand. Yeah, that's, that is how you described it. Right, and my brother was kind of like, like after the fact, because after this started happening, I went in like that weird side room where there's a bunch of tools, which I didn't stay in for very long because I, I thought it was... Yeah, he showed me that. That's one. the sketchy room. That was like, I as soon as I got I in there, as soon as I... I mean, I went in there, but as soon as I was in there, I was like, I just want to leave like th- this area. But, so... After the fact, I was kind of telling it, it was like I felt like something was being draped over my skin. It's like, oh, yeah. So, like, oftentimes when people are like encountering paranormal shit, it feels like you're kind of walking through like a spider web almost. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, oh, that makes sense because that's kind of how I felt. But, but I will say, like, yeah, I don't know. That's that crazy. No, weird, he legit weird, got weird freaked shit. out. He left the barn. Yeah, uh, I went outside and I was like, good. Yeah, and, and that was the room <laughs> I was telling Nick that we definitely got to check this room out. Now, keep in mind, uh, you know, Nick is going to be having a lot of video for this once you oh, yeah. put that all together, right? So you'll be able to go check it out. But let me we'll describe. Probably, probably actually be ready after right after this episode drops. Nice. Yes. Well, yeah. well, if it, it, just to give people a visual, like this barn is huge. Yeah, it's a big. Guy. This barn is big, and it's three stories. Uh, and it's probably the biggest barn that's still erect in this whole county. Mm. Like that's that size. I mean, it is a big barn. So, so when we say we got separated and you're down one end and somebody's down the other end, like, like that's a distance. Yeah. It's not 30 feet. No, 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 no. That barn is a hundred plus feet long. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so I'm really looking forward to that. So. Nick, explain the REM pod and what that does. Basically, in my opinion, it's like the same thing, I guess, with like a, uh, almost like an EMF meter, but it's like it's letting you know that like something, or or something's getting close to it as well. It's really cool when they go off because it went off up there. Because they all start with these lights start flashing and stuff like that. You can change like, uh, I think I have it just like set on like average, but you can even, I think, change the sensitivity to it. But uh, yeah, if you get close to it, you'll definitely set it off yourself. Too. Okay, what I wanted to ask you, because this is something that we had picked up on before when we did some video in the barn, uh, and actually in this garage as well, we got orbs. 
And, yeah, yeah. and of course, you know, and they were good ones too, right, yeah. Buckley? So, so a lot of people when they see something that we describe as an orb in a video, they'll say, "Oh, well, that's just dust." These clearly were not dust. These were orbs that went on strange trajectories. So it would go up, cut down, go up, and then just kind of go off. Right. Where dust, where dust, dust usually like dust doesn't about, like, do the that. Still frame would show that movement. Actually, Kellen had picked up on it in the replay when he ran it in slow motion. Right, so he'll, like, yeah. re- obviously, he goes through and reviews all the footage, like, pretty, I guess, intently. But, like, yeah, so, like Ron was saying, dust kind of, like, just kind of floats and hangs and kind of whatever. But these were, like, clearly had intent moving and, like, were, like, zoom, zipped in and out. So what are your thoughts on what the orbs could possibly be? I don't know. Maybe energy or something. I really. Well, I mean, it must be energetic, orbs, right? Orbs interest me, but I, I really, I couldn't tell you. What about know. like a fairy? Well, well, well. My point is, like is, is, is I would be surprised. <laughs> Anyone? Well, I would be oh, surprised. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I wonder if it's like thoughts leaving people's minds. Well, I would be surprised huh? if we don't get some orb footage tonight. I would be very surprised if we do not. So I have a couple things. Okay. And one's very cynical. Yeah, let's hear throw, throw stuff at me. It's fine. I, I'm just covering this aspect of it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Now it's complete. <laughs> the things that move, quote unquote, intentionally, have we ruled out insects? <laughs> like a fucking. Uh, uh, like if, if we're just defining the no, ones that move nicely as dust. They're about the same. I'm just saying, like, like a June I, bug, no, or no, a lightning no, bug, no, 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 or... tiny, tiny little, you know, no, that, legit question as as light questions. objects yeah, on good. film because they're so small that any light is going to project them as light rather than a solid object. No, no, that's a legit question, Andy. And let you me know. tell you, I'm not saying that that describes. Are everything. you an orb denier, no, Andy? Is that what I you're saying right now? You're an orb denier. I have other things to say. This came. This came up in a previous. This came up in a previous conversation. Uh, okay. Previous conversation. If we were doing this investigation when it was 70, 80, 90 degrees out at night. Oh, that's true. Okay. And you have any okay. type of light, you're going to have moths everywhere, right? And true. tiny little fucking mayflies and shit. The like time that. of year that we did, that Kellen did his investigation, was probably not this far into November. Cool. But it was a cold night, wasn't it? It Buckley? was fall, I believe. Because it he... was in the fall, and it was also very bright out. So there was I won't, I don't know if it was a full moon, but it was bright outside, and we actually took some pictures of that. Cool. I so, definitely just wanted to cover that. Yeah. No. No. Hundred percent legit. So. So my thought on that was, when the temperatures get down, like we dropped in temperature thirty something degrees from last night already. Mm. And yeah. by the time we go up to do this investigation, it's probably going to be high 20s, early 30s. Yeah, right? it's as about far 28 as, degrees tonight. Yeah, so the probability of there being insects, right insects oh, flying <laughs> around in this temperature this time of year is probably going to be, it's going to be really slim. Like, Good answer. Like, yeah, so, so just because that came up. 
Good. That came up before. Yeah, Andy. Uh, no, I trying to I'm shut just, down our orbs. Not even close, man. God, this I, is why I, people from Mass, you know? I, dude, I've this seen is them why. too, man. I've definitely seen them too up here <laughs> in New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I know what the orbs are. I don't. That's why I asked. Well, what's but, new, but what is some me form about the orbs? of a, some form of energy? What interests me about the orbs is how for some reason they show up around Sasquatch sightings oh, quite yeah, often, yeah, yeah. which is really weird because I don't see really oh, any yeah. connection to Sasquatch encounters with the lights almost whatsoever. Like I've Well, we're talking so about many. different types of orbs too, Andy. What do you mean? Like, like the orbs? Okay, so, so the orbs that I'm talking about during a ghost investigation, very small. Like, say... The size, believe it or not, something as small as the size of a dime, if not smaller. No, I know what you're talking like, about. Like in camera. Now, but wouldn't it be kind of weird to just strictly say that that is only what you, like, I mean, to separate the two? Like, okay, one is big and one is small, but they're right. both being seen inter- it, 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 within circumstances that are unexplainable. Like there are normal-sized people and there are midgets. Well, I just want... <laughs> Do you know that what I mean? is an inappropriate term. <laughs> I just wanted to All make... All the dwarves that weren't going to be in the new fucking Snow White movie are very offended. Yes. The guy from Game of Thrones is pissed. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that one, I wanted yeah. to make the distinction because if you remember, Andy, a long time ago, we did a show, and I think I did a show with Nick, and we talked. We talk, probably went over the same story. When I was up four-wheeling in the woods of Maine... Right. And I saw lights coming... Ooh. Those were similar to mine, yeah. Those... Like, I'm calling those lights. I'm not calling those orbs because I'm telling you right now, those look like headlights coming at me. Like UFOs? And shit. they weren't. Mine looked like a headlight, like a parking lot light. And then I we pulled into the... Maybe you tell me. And that. we're like, oh, shit, there's no lights in yeah. this parking lot. And that happened to me... like that, too. ...twice on the same weekend, mm-hmm. right? Flipped me out. Right. So when you hear about the stories of the orbs associated with Sasquatch sightings... Right. I think people are seeing orbs in the sky, not ground level, not in a building or whatever. So that's kind of the distinction. The distinction when you say I difference. want to make because because when they see orbs, they see an orb of light that could be white, could be orange, could be whatever, and then there just happens to be a Sasquatch encounter, like like right after that, right. When I'm talking about the orbs that that we saw in the barn and in the shop here, very very small, like 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 even saying they're the size of a dime, like a dime might even be too big, like the size of an but, insect. Well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, but I do. I get what you mean because I, I, I think I've told you about this when I was camping at Herman Island. We had a campsite over the cliffs, and all. Uh, my girl, her mom, and my daughter were all sitting in a, around a fire overlooking a cliff over the ocean. And we see this, it was like a orb, but it started out very small and it illuminated into this big-ass ball. Oh, you told me that And story. it just stayed there. And then eventually it just reversed and illuminated down and then until it disappeared. And like what happened with you, I left the next morning, but they said it came, it, it happened again the next night, like similar to like you seeing the same orbs, uh, on your trip. So there are like the, those orbs. Cause I've seen that shit and you've seen that shit and you've seen those shit where it's like in the sky, big orbs, but then there's those small ass ones that kind of float around. 
Well, just like I you've guess. heard of the stories, uh, and I forget whereabouts in the United States it is, but I want to say it's a uh, central uh, Atlantic coast, uh, Virginia, Carolinas, or maybe even Georgia. Uh, the lights, uh, like there's these sections of woods, and they're known to have lights in them. And people have actually filmed this. They have it on film. And then, of course, you get these academics that come in, and they say, well, no, it was this. It was some type of light refraction or whatever. Of course, so they're going to come up with any way to debunk that. Now, you know, I I get that people want to debunk it because they Mm -hmm. want us not to say, oh, whatever you guys are doing is a bunch of horseshit. But, but no, they want to debunk it because a lot of people just flat out don't believe in ghosts. And they flat out don't believe in anything paranormal. And they don't believe anything cryptid. Does. They can't wrap their head around the fact that something might be going on that you don't know about and something that you cannot understand. And your authorities told you not to worry about Right, mm-hmm. right. So, yeah. so, uh, education. And yeah. So, so I, I, I think there's something to it. Uh, again, I think the lights that I saw in the woods, I wouldn't describe them as orbs. That was just bizarre. But, but orbs that you see up in the sky is, is something different. And I think the orbs that we see in the barn in our last, in our last investigation is something different. So it's going to be interesting to see what we come up with. I'm very excited about this. And uh, so, so Nick, what is the game plan? What do you want to do first? How are we how are we going to approach this from the rear? Uh, <laughs> All naked. I thought about uh, lubed up. Like all four of us going over to the cemetery at once. I want to do the cemetery first. Yeah. Yeah. Should we put out some and like good intentions while we're up there? No, okay, that. You don't even think about it. Yeah. I think good in, or bad, I think good or intentions, bad intentions will. Yeah. Well, no, good intentions will deflect anything. I think, I think we want I think the. Are we automatically thinking that everything that's going to contact us is evil? That, yes. So it would be uh, really like a scientific with. mind and just kind of like. Need. I like it. Yeah, Tr- like having kind of like neither. Trust I, the science. Can I just add saying. in one weird theory? An, an, again, back to like the little tiny orbs. Oh my god! I know. I'm gonna stick on it. I have no. Another, let's go. Let's I have go another there. bottle cap. I might throw it at you, dude. This, that, this will be worth it. Um, all right. All right. What if there's something to do with our own consciousness involved in this process? I've thought that too. Okay. Ex- so this, explain. So this, well, okay. That's what I'm about Definitely to do. So. What if it is dust particles, mm. but something about our presence is affecting it, and our what? What would you call it? Like an auric field or something like that? Like we exert uh, an energy beyond our bodies, and especially if we're in the state of thinking about it, and the whole idea of it being something else, some other intelligence, is actually a psyop to take us away from the power that we're already wielding. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought that, now, uh, granted, that's just my random weird theory about orbs. I've said that, but it plays s- along with a lot of other central theories of conspiracy theory. So you think it's our own energy? It's mani- always our own manipulated. Always. Well, isn't everything we see technically Absolutely. our own energy? And that's always what's taken away from the story, isn't okay. it? Because it's always about goblins and right. Ghouls. And I think I feel like like this is something I've said about the elites, and like I try to talk to people about. They're this. clearly reptilians from Draco, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but and I try to talk to people about this, and they're just like, "Well, no, you're crazy." Whatever, but when we talk about like the matrix and like the propaganda stuff and like the energy sucking stuff and the energy manipulation, which happens all the fucking time, and like you see it with all the paradigm shifts, whether it's COVID or Ukraine or Israel, right? So you see, like, and this is was a big thing for me was like um, the whole 
the the dead kids propaganda or sorry i don't know if it's propaganda it could be real the headless kids stories or just like the videos that are going around like dead children and stuff like that it could 100 percent be real i really have no idea but like i was having this conversation with someone and i'm i was like you know look like i get it it's sad because they were like it's super sad it's like had me upset all day like it's really affected my mood all day and i'm like yeah i understand but like i think that's like part of the reason right like i think that's like kind of an angle that they're they're trying to play and and they're like you know well, what do you mean so you think it's all fake and i was like i don't know if it's fake it could be it could not be it could be propaganda and they're like well you know there's something inside of me like guiding me telling me that this is real and like this is sad and like people need to see that and like you know i feel spiritually like i'm guided by something higher that is like letting me know that the authenticity of this that it's real and i was like okay yeah i understand that but like you know i kind of uh went into some of the elite control stuff with them and kind of just gave them a little point of my perspective and was like so don't you think they know that you like think that you're guided by this light or this inner energy that's telling you and deciphering the world for you from what's right, good, bad, evil, fucked up, you know, all this stuff. So in my opinion, don't you think, or in your opinion, my opinion, whatever, don't we, you possibly think they know this, that you're guided by this light or this energy or whatever. And they're fucking with that intentionally because they know that that energy is something you're drawing from. We can't be friends anymore. And they're, and they're pulling and they're pulling (laughs) it out of you intentionally. So they know, especially for women, dude, the shit with the kids, especially for women. It's like, that is such a soul sucker for women. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, men aren't affected by it because like I have a daughter, you have a daughter. I don't know if you have a kid daughter, but whatever. Um, but like, so men, yeah, men too, but women have way more of a bond with kids than guys really do or will know more spiritual, more whatever it is. I don't know. They just do. It's a whole birthing thing. You know how many women um, got politicized over the whole save the children and that Trump and Q shit? Right. But like what I'm saying, what I mean is like, th- I feel like they, that's another aspect along with like the energy, the light that people could or could not be guided by that they're manipulating. It's like they're targeting kids. Uh, they're targeting women with this shit. Cause they know the kid shit is directly going to affect women and you need your mom. You're right. And like, <laughs> so when they see a dead kid, they're like, Oh, what if that's my kid? Do you know what I mean? And then it's like, so they know that and they know that the energy is being manipulated. They're manipulating the direct energy. And I don't I kind of forget where I was going with that, but great points though. But what I mere, what I merely, I think what I was trying to get, well, like Andy like, said, we're projecting out energy right, and this is why we're at. seeing. Yeah. Right. So then that's what I, so like basically what I was trying to kind of get at, I was like, yeah, everything is kind of the energy light scalar light possibly that you're kind of decoding and possibly people are guided by that and the elites know that and that's why you see the heavy manipulation propaganda all the time yeah it's almost like instead of looking at as demons and angels you can look at it more like energy that you're aware of versus energy you're not Right. And if they have fucking demons on their side and these paranormal spirits personified energy, I guess you could say. Uh yeah, sure. On their on the elite side also 
got like manipulating, doing all this shit. That's like another level. Well, that's where you don't fucking know about. And that's where like the egregores come in, right? Where if enough people believe in it, or if I think traditionally it's like a ritual where someone brings something into manifestation. But the overall idea is like if enough people believe in it, it comes real. Now, I think in our alternative world it's very easy to look at something like that concept and go oh my god it's ghostbusters they're gonna bring in a fucking metaphysical creature into the real world but what if it's just the fear itself that needs to be real what if it's just the calamity of confusion and division that well, is yeah. the mo- you know and i i know it's like you get to this point where you're mixing metaphors and physicality and materialism and stuff like that, but it really does come down to like how we feel and how we interpret things, right? So, but that's part of all the whole occultism, black magic, absolutely. Like the the word sorcery too, the imagery sorcery, the propaganda, all that shit. Yeah, even mixed with the paranormal, whatever you want to say, man. dude. Everything is everything. Everything is everything, and that's the ultimate. Thing. Okay, so so Nick, you were gonna you were gonna comment on that uh, because you know I think it's an interesting concept that Andy brings up that yes. like if we're projecting out types of energy and we're already in this mindset that you know we're we're out here looking for ghosts, so our mind is also going to go into that gear where. Anything that we see, we could construe as a ghost. Well, I wasn't saying it to say that we'll just make things up, though. I was saying it that what we interpret as paranormal doesn't have to be not paranormal just because it may be coming from whatever we would call (laughs) perhaps source that we fucking are anyway. You know what I mean? It's just that we separate one to the other, especially this concept of other. Other is a very sacred alien term because of like... Oh, yeah. It's getting weird. But, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, no. It's all good. It's Get all weird, good. motherfucker. <laughs> Nick. Oh, yeah, Nick, I, I thought you were going to say something. Well, no, yeah, no, no, no. I didn't let Ron finish his question, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I apologize. I <laughs> I yeah, no, I was, you were going to comment Nick, on that. And it was Nick, just, are, uh, you, are you high? No, no. I was. I thought Ron was still asking oh. more of a question. You look high. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, I think I was going to say something before where when he did say that, I, my opinion, I do think there's already ghost shows that are doing that now. Soul sucking or energy sucking? Well, I think they're magicians and they're occultists and they're tr- probably creating a little bit of paranormal activity around them. I mean, oh, you're thinking may- that they are actually bringing the paranormal out. And by by place, using a, a form place, of magic or something, be, like through yeah. through ritualistic kind of means, or like uh, energy harnessing, or do you mean more like the the Hollywood manipulation stuff? I think like when you fuck with magic and you cross the abyss, you're going to come back like a charged battery, especially Ooh. with your ego. So, can we know. quote him? Can someone write that quote? Yeah, that was pretty fucking awesome. So, I, I think that you can help feed something if there's like a magnetic field that can help create. I think you can help feed it. Mm. Power wants more power. Okay, I got something I want to run by you real quick because of the because your experience with the occult and things like that is. Have you ever heard stories where people have bought, like, say, a young couple they buy a house, right, and everything in their relationship is awesome, right, but they move into this house and now they're always at always at each other's throats Mm. bad things are going on they can't get along with each other do you think that that is something that maybe this particular property 
Like, because I have always said, like, I mean, things go okay here, but it always seems like right when things are going okay, something flips a switch and it starts going south. And it's not just here. It's actually at my home, too, where you could be in a great mood and this and that, and everybody's getting along. The minute you get into that house, you're in there for five minutes, and it just it seems like this whole negative energy just overtakes you and just turns you into an asshole, basically. <laughs> and, and, and I'm thinking, and because my father was super, super difficult person, right? And it was almost like when he was around, uh, when he was around here, he was a certain way, but if we were off somewheres, he was like a totally different person. And the same thing happens for me when I'm when I'm at my house, and I and I always tell my wife this: like, we, like we like to go to Maine, we vacation in Maine quite a bit, or 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 also Florida. And it's like when you get away from this town. Now, anonymous Sean and I have this theory that we're living in a cursed town, Ooh. and we've actually done some shows about it and had some examples of things. And and not only that, but like this end of town, right? It and it's like when I go to Maine, it's like as soon as I cross that border, it's like a weight comes off my shoulders. Um, everything is easy, and I have the best time ever. But as soon as I get closer and closer and closer back to this town, it's almost I can feel like the overwhelming sense of negativity and dread. Now, do you do you where? <laughs> no, I'm serious. But where where does that fit in with like, say, this kind of occultist paranormal thing that is the state of New Hampshire, or, or in this case, this particular town? Because I'm telling you, weird shit happens in this. Is town. it just like, like this town? You've heard or, Sean talk about this, right? I know, but I'm, I'm. Is it like just this town, or is it all of New Hampshire? Well, with me, I think it's just a mental thing that because one, you know, once I cross that border into Maine, I know that I'm out of New Hampshire. So now I can let my guard down, so to speak, right? Ah, and that's the key. Yeah. Well, no, I'm wondering, is it like all of New Hampshire? You feel this way, or is it just Loudon? Just, just this town. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So it's where you've been, and it's where you come from. Yeah. It's where your mind is. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't it's born here. memories are. I wasn't born here, but I've been here. I've been in this town since I was about four years old. How about Sean? Uh, Sean's been here since the get-go. I mean, memories yeah. are ghosts in yeah. a way, yeah. right? Exactly. And, I'm not, and it's not to take away from... The paranormal. The, well, yeah, and like the way we think about ghosts and the attributes we give them. Mm. But if you apply those same characteristics to yeah. m- bad memories, I'm not like or just again, memories. It kind of sounds like I'm just being a cynic, but I'm no, no, not. No. Like it's just the language we use, and we're just so used to experiencing normal human emotion as non magical and non paranormal. But it's like you have connections to this place i'm not saying that you live in a shithole or you have bad memories here but i'm sure some some right i mean and also like going home has a dual feeling to it often you know it's It's like when i go by my my childhood home or i go by my high school which i don't do a lot but when i do i get really weird feelings when i go by either one i don't know if it's uh, people say oh it's nostalgia but it's like what is that well right and that Nostalgia is usually just what I, in my opinion, it's kind of like, oh, remembering like the past and like, oh, when you were young, blah, 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 which yes, 
But also it's like you get this feeling of kind of like dread and like, oh, like not about that. Not a good feeling, in my opinion, a bad feeling for some reason about all nostalgia or just I don't know if it's nostalgia or if it's like the connections or ties that I have to those places. I'm not sure what it is and I don't know what the difference is or if there even is a difference. Maybe it's different for like you guys. Do you know what I mean? Well, it could be psychosomatic. I I think what I'm could be what I'm getting at is that is it like, even though it kind of sounds like a cynical interpretation, like, Oh, don't worry. It's not ghosts. It's just your emotions. It's kind of the same thing, and it can be both, and sure, one can I, manifest yeah. the other. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I it's agree. It's like where often people will look to outside sources for causes for paranormal activity. It's like, well, maybe looking more on the inside, and not saying like, oh, you have so many unfinished businesses or nothing like that. Just normal human experiences and emotion cause so many echoes. No matter yeah. what, well, it's like know? it's like trauma too. Like why lots of people have trauma? It's kind of the same thing. If it's Absolutely. like a, if it's a bad something terrible that's happened to you, maybe you know about it, maybe you don't. It kind of has that same feeling and effect. You know, I think that's super interesting. Like maybe the ghosts are actually just inside of you, Ron. Well, right, yeah. It's like a lot of people. Oh, they'll prey on negative emotions. Like, well, isn't that convenient? Right. Maybe you're why just not look at it the other way around, out. and you yeah. don't have to throw ghosts out. But, like, you can look at it from the opposite perspective. Yeah. I mean, because the opposite side of the coin is all, like, happy lights and happiness and manifestation. Rainbows, right? bunny fl- butterflies. Yeah, life definitely isn't, isn't like, uh, portrayed on social media for sure. Nick, no. did you have something you wanted to add to that? Because you get that smile. No, no, no. <laughs> you got that look about you. No, no, I was actually just trying to get an idea of what I wanted to do after this. I was picturing the great All right, so, all right. You guys, uh, you guys ready to go look yeah, for some ghosts? Exciting. You want to get going on that? This is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Should all right. We? All right. Well, let's let's end this out then. Uh, Nick, why don't you tell everybody where they can find the New York Patriot? Uh, you can find the New York Patriot and the Occult Rejects on all major podcasts. Uh, you can find the Occult Rejects uh, on YouTube, and then you can find the Occult Rejects and the New York Patriot show on BitChute and Rumble. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and definitely check that stuff out. You've been having a lot of really interesting stuff thank going you. on lately, thank for you. sure. Yeah, and thank you for asking me to come on and co-host with you on occasion. I really enjoy that. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, really yeah like, like those time. boozy bros, the guys that we, <laughs> Yo, that we had that conversation I I with. I think I brought that hat with me. Yeah, yeah. They sent me a hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get together with them soon, and maybe I'd we can like to, maybe yeah, we can run guys. some of these results past them. And I actually it, thought about sending them the shit. Yeah, forgot anything. Yeah, and see what they have to say about it. So, you know, Andy, you have your own nickname on our show. Oh God, what is that? Oh, it's just it's real. Sad. It's just called Deep Share Andy. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's so that's pretty typical. Deep Share Andy. Even though I just told everybody where they can find you, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Well. I'm at the Deep Share on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find me at the Deep Share Podcast or Andy Rouse, one or the other. I've kind of overtaken my personal account with all my crazy conspiracy theories. So yeah, you might as well go I with it. I right? need more friends because I have lost all my original ones. Have um, you? That's sad. That's no, no. <laughs> Some, but uh, yeah, I got my website up and running now, thedeepshare.com, oh, and uh, yeah, you can listen, watch. The links are all there. Um, also I'm trying to kind of raise money, but I'm bashful about it. No, 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 listen, stop right there. Stop right there. (laughs) Raise money for what? Stop. Stop. A documentary I'm trying to do. Stop being bashful about it. Stop being bashful about it because this is a really cool thing. So we've got a few extra minutes. Tell the listeners what you got going on and what you're planning because I think it's a great idea. It better be be good. 
Well, there's a lot of questions surrounding the research I'm doing, but not a lot of input in the right direction. I want a lot of critical thinking. I want a lot of critical questions about what I'm looking at. And I'm getting a lot more confirmation than I'm getting critical, you know, challenges. Okay. So I want more challenges. And I, I think a good challenge would be to go to Scandinavia and ask hard questions. So I want to go to where the research is pointing me. And I want to go back to old Europe. I want to go to Finland and Sweden and meet up with friends and talk to a lot of interesting people and look at a lot of ancient sites that are claimed to be something that history claims they're not. So I want to try to find some answers that, you know, previous documentaries and series haven't asked before and see where it takes me. So About, I, like, history and origins of people? Yeah, well, and- I mean, yeah. I, I get into a specific realm of alternative history that a lot of people just kind of don't look at or haven't heard of. And it's called the Box Saga, and I'd, I'd say it's a very important keystone, whether it's 100% true or even just a little bit true. There's something to it that echoes a, a story that's alternative in a way that it fucks with all the other alternative theories and makes them look controlled. It's a super interesting subject, like for sure, the box saga. Like I said before, that Graham Hancock, Mr. Netflix, the only place of the world that he doesn't look at for ancient megalithic structures is Europe and Scandinavia. He stays away from all the, dare I say, white people, because that's not where the narrative is going. You can't say white anymore. Andy, real real quick, how how many years ago... Does this box saga <laughs> begin? Just to Whoa. give the listeners, be, because Billions, because well because when they hear, million. when they hear, it's like oh my god, the, the Earth wasn't even here then. I disagree. I I, I well, am very years ago. I mean, I, yeah, I am very interested Earth was absolutely in absolutely here a hundred yeah. million years ago. But yeah, yeah, that is what they claim, and it's big numbers. And I don't even take it at face value. I just. There's a lot of elements of the box saga that not only seem that they're just hard to fuck with, but they line up with other themes in ancient history that they just echo the same theme that are that they're all it's it's similar to what we claim in alternative history, but it's unique in a way, like I said before, where it's like the urban legend says one thing and it's like Oh, okay, so that was the kernel truth in it. It it just, it always goes back to kind of an Occam's razor sort of thing where things were a little bit more simple than we assume it was. Mm. You know how the Da Vinci Code describes the grail, right? And the big movie, right? It was a big Hollywood movie. It's like, ah, the grail. Well, that shape is an upside down triangle and it's the female womb and all that. Like, yeah, that kind of mentality where, oh, it, we think it means this, but it's more this. When that, it could have just been a cup the whole time. Well, that's the, that's the, <laughs> no, Ron, come on, that's the opposite. No, it's, it's, that's the whole point is that, like, the symbol, it's more allegorical than we think, usually. But we now have this argument between allegorical and uh, literal. But when it comes to religion, the literalists think that all the crazy allegories are literal. Mm. 
But that's not what the actual argument should be. The argument should be whether this was telling a real story or not, no matter what it described. And what we're finding more and more and more is that these ancient mythologies were telling real historical stories. But titles given to gods and mythological creatures throughout time and across geography were actually human names, titles, and places. So it's it, it throws everything into confusion. And a lot of times when I deliver this, it comes across like I don't believe in anything mystical or spiritual because I'm trying to like take away all the gods and, and mythological stuff. It's I'm taking away from what they, quote-unquote, have handed to us to account for our mystical experiences. Yeah, peeling back the layers of many, many, many years, right, to try to come up with... I mean, I mean, it's easy to say to come up with the truth, but to come up with these things where all these pieces and parts actually fit together pretty well. Yeah, you can't fuck with etymology. You yeah. can't fuck with yeah. linguistics. And, you know, fairy comes from the same place that pharaoh comes from. Like, which, what, what do we what do we believe there? Is it about a magical little creature or is it a, or is it a god or is it a man? You know, these are questions that are never asked, whether we're talking about skeptics and cynics or conspiracy theorists and believers i tell you something i would love to get together and talk about is uh as you as you kind of talked about you touched on a little bit earlier in the episode is how the north american continent and the african continent meaning you know aka egypt and north america were were basically together at one time uh because we hear the stories about all the egyptian artifacts that were discovered in the grand canyon and we're not going to get into it any further no. than that, but Ooh. that is super, super fucking mind blowing. Yeah, to me. and how we can get yeah. into how yeah. like uh, they claim that Freemasonry is owed to North America, not Egypt. Mm. Or, or what? What about uh, what about the whole idea that Florida was Egypt at one time? Shout out to Narco Longo. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Longo, listen, somebody else I want to get on the show. Uh, super interesting information there because, you know, I don't think what we see in, in right in front of us, like we, I don't think what we see with our own eyes is what really was there. And I, and I think, and I think history is way different than what we've been told. Of course, you know, indoctrinated in school. It's all lies. And that's, and that's why what Nick does, a lot of that stuff super interests me because it's like, it's like, okay, it's it's a lot easier for people to not believe it than it is for them to absorb that information and, and ponder the what ifs. Because listen, I think magic is everywhere. I think occultism is everywhere in the, in in these in these lost lost societies from an earth that I am a firm believer in was way more advanced than it is even that now multiple times and we keep crashing and burning and in the way that everything's going in the world right now i i mean i would welcome another another turning as they say we're we're, we're in the we're in the turning now we're in the fourth because turning. this shit needs to burn to the ground because i i don't think i think we're just seeing the beginning just give me a little place craziness. on top of the mountain before it happens okay well we got plenty of room to pitch tents here and we got plenty of water so you don't i'm pitching, I'm pitching a tent right now we're like what four thousand, three thousand, two thousand, something above sea level right here. So we're kind of safe. Uh, actually, right here, uh, I think about seven hundred. 
Okay, so not that good. All right, we got to go higher. This is also a cursed land, so we don't want to be here. (laughs) When shit hits the fan. We're about to find out how cursed it might be. Yeah, so so listen, everybody. That's what we're going to do. We're going to end this real quick. You know where to find the New York Patriot, and you know where to find Andy Deepshare, and you know where to find us, Ron from New England, and the Wicked Planet Podcast on Instagram. You can find Mr. Buckley at Tristan.a.buckley on Instagram. Real quick, I want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart (laughs) for coming on, you slime balls. Dude, thank you (laughs) so much for having us in fucking studio. It was really fun. Totally different experience. Andy, I'm sorry I threw (laughs) bottle caps at you. Oh, I welcome your bottle caps. Hey, you you know. You gave me the invitation to to throw shit at you. Absolutely. I got to take it. I got to take it. Definitely looking forward to the... um, uh, paranormal thing we're doing and uh, also when I get my shit set up to do stuff at home I would love to come on your guys show at some point Fuck yeah. when I'm set up it so, is, this is like a three year request so he's had happy. the stuff he's had the stuff to do it for a while I'm now. busy I gotta find my notebook with all my Buckley questions now <laughs> all right I'm busy but all right so I, again thank you for coming on it was really great oh, I had a great time thank you all right, so uh, and and you can find uh, actually you can find uh, Ron from NE, uh, Nick and Andy. Uh, all of us are on X, Twitter X or yes. Trickster. Or, what does JJ call it? Trickster. Our uh, buddy JJ, Twitter. we do shows with. Oh, oh, what is it? I forgot what he calls it. The interwebs. I forgot. No, nah, I think he calls Twitter Trickster. I feel like Twitter is like enough. Anyways, of an insult so uh, so anyways, go out there, uh, join all the Telegram chats. I'm going to put all this shit in the show notes, so you don't have to look too far. Uh, let us know what you thought of the episode. Email us at the Wicked Planet Podcast at gmail.com. Hopefully so, we weren't too racist for you. Yeah, it'd be fine. Uh, so listen, yeah, thanks, guys. So so this is the first time we've had other podcasters in the studio to get together and do a show. Won't be the last, motherfucker. Really good time. We're really very good loud. Time. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, we've been, uh, we've had a pretty good afternoon so far. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's uh, 9 o'clock at night. and uh, We got to go search for some ghosts. We're going to go look for some ghosts. So stand, <laughs> and Sasquatch. Stand by for the results. In the yes. meantime, Ron from New England signing off. Buckley. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places. And remember, think for yourself. But don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, pacifaria. Enough, I get the point. <laughs> you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? I mean... <laughs>